Hi, this is David Yaz of the Boston Podcast Network. We hope you are staying safe, sound, and sane as this year continues to drag on and we do all that we have to do to get through this pandemic. Well, how about this? If you want to be on a Zoom call that isn't dreadfully boring, please join us for Zoomapalooza, an interactive adventure of fun, games, comedy, and who knows what else. Tickets are absolutely free or hire us for your next office or corporate event. Just visit pod617.com slash Zoom. That's pod617.com slash Zoom. Now enjoy the following production of pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like this show, I encourage you to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Share it with a friend. It is the podcast that tells the stories of our city through the voices of our city. I have two awesome voices on today, and we're going to play all kinds of fun and games. It's going to be awesome. How's your pandemic going, everybody? It's getting to me a little bit, a little bit. But lest I leave my guests waiting, let me introduce to you a... Boston-based holistic body worker with 15 years of experience in functional movement and rehab techniques. She's a massage therapist, and she's the best. Her name is Johanna Gordon. She's in the house. Yes. Welcome, Thank Johanna. Thank you. Thank you. And we have a return. We have a repeat offender, a guy who was on the show before, the, the real estate whiz, Jeffrey Spratt, who's a principal and partner with Peregrine Property Management. Jeff. I guess I've never been invited back to anything, Dave. (laughs) I guess I didn't scare you off too badly. We're going to play a round of burning questions where all kinds of rapid fire questions are fired at our guests. And then after that, we're going to play a a round of Wicked Smart. We're going to quiz our participants here on current events and stuff going on. And valuable prizes will not be awarded today. I don't have any. I'm sorry. But the the pride of being the winner on the Boston podcast should be plenty for you guys. But before, before we do that, let's take just maybe a minute each to hear how things are going with your business, respective businesses. Johanna, you and I were talking before we started recording about how life as a massage therapist and holistic healer or shaman or whatever you are, wizard, <laughs> so has things have changed certainly since the pandemic. So how have you gotten along? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good question. And I think some of my clients would certainly agree to the shaman wizard title, yeah. although I, I don't necessarily proclaim myself to be. The pandemic's been interesting. It really, I took a step back and looked at the things that I could do to impact people without being able to actually put my hands on them, which as a massage therapist is kind of a first. Mm -hmm. I also do Reiki, so I can do long distance healing for people. I started doing some sleep coaching because sleep is one of the most effective tools that we have in our our toolkit. And it's something that everybody has access to. And I started looking at, I, I opened a new office space because not everybody is comfortable with either. I had a home office and I would go to people's homes, but trying to accommodate for what people are going to feel comfortable with. So having an office with ventilation and Mm -hmm. a private entrance and really just kind of looking at my business from how can I make people feel comfortable and still be effective at making them feel better. So there's nothing actually preventing you 
from doing your job in terms of the rules and regulations set forth by the governor. Is that right? You wear a mask, I take it. And then other than that, it's still, yeah. but obviously you, but it's up to each client as to what they're comfortable with under the circumstances, I take it. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. So it, in my case, I wear a mask. My clients wear a mask. I wear a face shield. I, I changed the sheets, which I did anyway. I disinfect <laughs> yeah. in between clients. Right. There's a half hour between to make sure the room's aired out. Yeah, there's nothing that's preventing people from getting massages if they feel comfortable. And I do other modalities where people can be fully clothed and it, you still get a lot of the same benefits. So there are certain ways that I can still distance and and give people that level of protection, whatever it is that they feel like is their personal choice and still be effective in helping to treat some of those issues. And if you want to get in touch with Johanna and learn about everything she does, it's johannagorton.com. That's J-O-H-A-N-N-A-G-O-R-T-O-N.com. And uh, Jeffrey Spratt, Jeff, what's life like in the fast lane of real estate and how has it been over the, since we last spoke on this show, how's it been? Yeah, we, I've mentioned it to you guys before. We're actually been very fortunate that COVID hasn't necessarily affected our business per se, meaning our clients who are property owners and their tenants still need us to fix things when they break, still need us to pay bills, collect rent. So COVID affected some of our really smaller clients, smaller property owners that unfortunately uh, their tenants stopped paying and they couldn't continue to afford to pay us. But that was a very small percentage. For the most part, we've been stable and even been growing and taking on new clients. We opened up our second office in Worcester, sort of while this was all happening, we were obviously a ways down the road and it wasn't like that was a, a new idea when COVID hit, but I would say the biggest change for us has been more internally that there's constantly things coming up with, you know, with 36 employees and with all the restrictions and travel restrictions and now the holidays coming up, I feel like every time I turn around, somebody's walking into my office asking, just did this. How do we handle it? Right. Somebody's traveling to Ohio for the weekend. What do we do when they get back? Or somebody's kid got sent home from school with, you know, right. possible contact. How do, what do we do? So it's just a constant sort of reset. All right. How are we going to handle this for the first time? And then once you handle it for the first time, you kind of refine that process and then you roll it out to everybody to say, consider this moving forward. So that, that's really how it's affected us the most is how do we you know, sort of handle our, our team of people? Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis, not fortunately as much, you know, we're losing, we're losing clients per se. Yeah. And I take it that your foremost concern is the safety of your employees, but you also got to consider the, your business, right? Yeah. And people need to meet face-to-face -face for certain things. How much of the stuff that you used to do in person can you do over Zoom and, and other online methods? From like the service that we provide, obviously repairs and maintenance stuff, you can't do remotely. If something breaks, you need to send somebody out to fix it. We're certainly having fewer face-to-face -face meetings with clients. Myself and my partner being involved in sort of the growth of the business are having much fewer face-to-face -face networking meetings and meeting with prospects. A lot of that's done over Zoom or phone calls. Right. So it's affecting sort of the, the selling and the, the softer side of things. But from a repairs and maintenance perspective, we need to respond. You don't have robots? I figured by now you'd have robots uh, doing all the work. Come sometimes on. Sometimes I wish we did based on the, uh, the personalities we have to deal with. But they were, I saw it's, a video, all, it's I, all human resources now. Yeah. There's that company, Boston Robotics or Boston something, that creates robots. And I saw yeah. a clip. Dynamics? What, Boston Dynamics? Boston is that what Dynamics? they're called? Yeah. So, I think so. And they create robots, it, like lifelike ones. And I saw yeah. one recently that can literally like 
jump onto a, a platform of about about yeah. three feet in the air and with very human like appearance in terms of movement and it's scary we're all gonna the robot the robots are gonna kill us all we should have listened to that documentary that came out years ago it was called the terminator did you guys see it the robots will kill us anyway i saw irobot i think i was along the same lines yes exactly and then there was that other one where someone falls in love with the robot that was called deus ex machina i think anyway oh yeah that's a good one go see that one if you haven't seen that one anyway i promised around a burning question so let's let's play the intro to that segment right now just one more thing. I have a riddle for you. Answer the question. All right. As the ominous music plays, I'll take it down a little bit. In no particular order, you are tasked to answer the following questions, my friends. Johanna, I'll start with you. Have you ever run for anything in elections? Have you ever run for office or even student council or anything going all the way back to when you were a kid? I have, yes. So I was on student council for a while. I was a membership or a, a member of the council for the youth board for international exchange for operation friendship and, and you won that election i take it <laughs> yeah yep are you undefeated as far as you're undefeated in terms of election? as far as i know yeah I, I clearly i should be running campaigns and not being a massage therapist did you did you have a campaign slogan no go, i don't think so not that i can recall go with joe no yeah, that I, one's we'll for go free. with that. Yeah. When I, I ran for a school president in the fifth grade and I had these pins that said, Yaz has class. So oh, yes, I like yeah. that. Yeah, they're nice they're okay. My mom helped me make them out of foil. Anyway, <laughs> Jeff, how about you? You ever run for office or any kind of thing like that? I remember running for student council. I, I honestly don't think I ever won, but I was trying to think when you said it, Dave, I'm sure I got forced into making some silly poster with some slogan that my mom or sister came up with and yeah. slinking into school the next day with this embarrassing poster. But I cannot remember for the life of me what that what that slogan would have been. The slogan is so traumatizing. He's blocked it out. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many different things that that, that that applies to. Absolutely. Right. Johanna, why are you good at what you do? I genuinely care about uh, my clients and making them feel better. I'm very passionate about what I do. And I think that's because I can see the difference between like the start of a session and the end of a session and how somebody's feeling. The fact that they can stand up and touch their toes if they haven't been able to for a while, or they had a migraine and their migraine's gone. So I think it's the actual palpable impact that I can have on people's lives. Well, I'm glad you're able to continue to work with some of your clients because Lord knows we need all those things now. It's you and the divorce lawyers are probably the most busy among everybody <laughs> and the, ther- the, the the regular therapists, but massage therapists are just as important in my opinion. Jeff, same question. Why are you good at what you do? Yeah, so I would say for the service that we provide and sort of the industry we're in, I'm very detail-oriented. And when I do something, especially when I start something, I want to learn as much as I can about it. So I kind of threw myself into real estate and property management at the beginning when I was doing everything and learned as much as I could. Now that we've grown it and we have more people doing the actual day-to-day work for us. I, I remember a long time ago, I was working for a landscaping company and we had a foreman that would tell you what to do. And then next thing you knew, he had a shovel in his hand and he was working right alongside you. So that sort of, that really affected me. So ever since then, whenever I've had a chance to manage people or groups of people, I'm not just going to tell them what to do. I'm going to be working right alongside them. Maybe not doing the same exact task, but I want them to see that he's working just as hard as we are 
uh, at whatever it is that is on his to do list. So yeah, you, uh, you can't. That's what, what helps him. You can't see this now, but folks, but Jeff is holding a drill and a ball peen hammer. He's just <laughs> ready in case duty calls. Uh, that, that would be dangerous for <laughs> for everybody involved. But uh, Johanna, what member of the Muppets do you most closely identify yourself with? Oh, what a great question! Thank you. Uh, probably. Oh goodness. And you can go back. You're allowed to go back to the Sesame Street days. You got Big Bird. No, I love the Muppets. Yep. No, I I love them too. I'm just trying to think. Maybe Robin. Oh, he's just always optimistic. Kermit's nephew. Yeah, that's a good he's one. He's always like, wow. things are gonna get better. Like somewhere <laughs> over the rainbow. Where yep. I, I don't know. Like I would say Robin. That's excellent. That's a great one. Yeah, people <laughs> forget you. about little Robin. I wonder if they got the name because of Batman and Robin, because he's kind of like a sidekick oh. to Kermit. But I don't know. That's I, a good question. I like Robin. Little, he's like a mini Kermit. Jeff, now you've had time to think about what Muppet you would yeah, like to be. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Have, I would have had no idea who Robin was. So good for you yeah. thinking of that one. I'm going to say, I don't remember their names, but the two old guys that sit in the balcony. Oh, Waldorf wow. and... Uh... Statler. Statler. Statler, thank you. Not, I don't think I'm like a grumpy old man or uh, curmudgery or whatever the case may be, but uh, more so I just like sitting back and watching people and yep. I definitely comment on what everybody else is doing. <laughs> so. That's a great one. Statler and Waldorf, are uh, they, it, their bit never gets old. They're, they don't want to be there. They, if you've ever been to Walt Disney World, they have basically a live Muppet show, and Statler and Waldorf are there, and they're 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 robots. They're geez, I keep talking about robots today. They, but they they're making their usual kind of crusty old man jokes and dad jokes, and I can't resist since you brought it up. Let's hear a little bit of the best of Statler and Waldorf. This is going to be a fantastic show. Yeah, it better be, because tonight we're keeping score. Yes, and on a scale of 1 to 10, here's your score so far. <laughs> Holding up a 2. So that was Alice Cooper. You should see his sister, James Fenimore. Oh! <laughs> Bad one. Do you suppose he got the name Alice? Oh, it's a family name. Mm. He was named after a maiden uncle. <laughs> All right, enough Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> we... <laughs> That wasn't actually the best of Statler and Waldorf. That was the worst of them. Jeff, what is the best thing to put on toast? I'd say uh, peanut butter. I'd go with peanut butter. Interesting. See, yeah. I, I don't like that because I don't like the way that peanut butter melts, but to each his own. Johanna. So I feel like as a millennial, I should be saying avocado, but I'm not going to. And I've only <laughs> recently discovered this, mm -hmm. but I have had the Ithaca brand and no, they're not sponsoring this. They're, I think it's lemon beet hummus. It's like a magenta Ooh. pink hummus on toast and then sprinkled with like some sunflower seeds was phenomenal wow you are showing like a really up here with with robin <laughs> and whatever it was that you just said i'm talking about the two old guys and peanut butter yes so well, it's nice because it's good some good healthy fats you get like if you do a nice multi-grain you've got the carbs so you've got some long-term energy like it's a pretty good balance like nice before bed snack show off it does sound good, though. That's for sure. It does sound good. I'm in the wellness I'm, industry. What do you want from me? I, you're I was right. debating between butter and peanut butter. That's how exciting I am. <laughs> hey, I love butter and peanut butter on toast. <laughs> All right. I love peanut butter generally, by the way, Jeff. It just, I, I, I like it on uh, just plain old wheat bread. I don't uh, spare the jelly. I don't need the jelly. I just like peanut yeah. butter, glass of milk. Very, very simple, man. Jeff, on a scale from 1 to 10, how much are you looking forward to this winter? I don't know. I don't, I'd say like a six. I'm not as down on things as a lot of other people are. How come? For some reason. 
I don't know, to be honest with you. I've got three young kids at home. So being home a lot isn't really, it's fun for me right now. I, I don't, I, I do a lot of work around the house. I think we talked about it last time, Dave. So yeah, we it do. gives me a lot, it gives me an excuse to do a lot of stuff. Whereas if there's stuff to do on the weekends and I'm telling my wife, ah, but I got to finish this project, it just starts a fight. So now it's, well, we've got nothing else to do. So. Well, um, your kids must be angels. I, I'm sure they are because you, you call it fun. A lot of people call that the third ring of hell, like being trapped. That's hundred percent due to my wife who was wonderful with them and me. If she was like me, then we would be, it'd be all hell would have broken loose and I probably wouldn't be living at home, but she takes good care of all four of us. So, Johanna, uh, same question. Ah, uh, so I think right now I'm looking at it before the snow as like a seven or eight, like, oh, the snow is going to be so pretty. I have a fireplace. I'm lucky enough to have a wood burning, oh. wood burning fireplace in my apartment. So I love like sitting and watching the snow fall and having the fireplace. And then it comes to actually shoveling and my enthusiasm drops to about a four. <laughs> so maybe we'll average it out and I'll go with a six as well. But I do, especially where I'm not going out as much with the pandemic going on, right. I'm kind of looking forward to just staying home and being able to watch the snow as opposed to being out in it. Mm-hmm. All right. Good answers, both. You guys are just uh, happy-go-lucky kids. I mean, a lot of people, I think, are just worried because you, we at least had the outdoor dining for a while at restaurants if you're a restaurant person, and now not so much. But, yeah, I'm put me down for a four, maybe. We've got time for one more question for both of you. Jeff, I'll throw this one your way first. Other than yourself, who is your favorite person named Jeff? And it could be a famous person, or it could be someone. Uh, now, so you have to have an answer. Otherwise, you're considering yourself the center of the Jeff universe. And there are a lot of good Jeff. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a bad thing. But I'm a big Lebowski fan, so can oh, I say Jeff Bridges? Absolutely. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. Sure. Okay. Fan- fantastic I was thinking answer. of Jeffs that I grew up with. That's not going to be very helpful for you guys. So I'll say Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is better. Yeah. Yes. Now, Johanna, yours is tougher. <laughs> yours is tougher, but you can go Joe. You can go like Jordana. I I'd even, I'd, I'd accept Joanna, actually, if you want to take oh. a liberty. Who, who, other than yourself, who is your favorite Joe or something so, close to it? If you just random fact, hmm? King Wenceslas of good King Wenceslas, his wife's name was Johanna. Oh. So, okay. If we're going actual Johanna, I would go with that. Joanna, I would probably have to say like Joanna Gleason. Mm-hmm. who I think is just an all around like beautiful person and like amazing actress. And one of the times I was actually doing background work, I got to like see her on set. So that was like really exciting. And she seems like just a genuinely great person. So I can't let that go. Background work. What do do tell you're talking about in, in show business? Yeah, that's my other love, which I was hoping to get more back, like get back into and then coronavirus hit. So not as much. Yeah. So I basically grew up on the stage and in every community play and stage performance, like a school performance that I could be in. Mm -hmm. And it's actually what made me move out to Boston. I grew up in Western Mass and a couple of my friends introduced me to an indie film that I was uh, associate producer on and ended up stepping into a role last minute and that led me to doing some background work here in Boston. I've done a little stand-in work, uh, a few independent films. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, if I wasn't doing this, that's what I would be doing. Well, don't give it up. Do. Don't give it up. Um, and what was your favorite role you ever did, even as a kid or whatever? 
Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So there's probably two. As a kid, my favorite role, and I totally had forgotten about this until I was recently going through boxes and found an old script. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a, a play that we did in fifth grade that was a role reversal between um, Robin Hood and Maid Marian. And so Robin Hood gets into trouble and Maid Marian's actually the one to like save the day. Mm -hmm. And so I was cast as Maid Marian. Oh. And so I got to kind of come in and we were talking about Disney World. I had like a Mickey Mouse like light up sword kind of like the one um in i think it's sleeping beauty where the like sword like flames up and so i brought that in as my prop that's so <laughs> to, cool like have the, for the role and then my favorite like as an adult would be probably the last major role that i did and my first actual like lead role in a movie called the loudest sound and i play did a you character play, did you play alice in that movie I did. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? No, I cheated. I'm very excited. I'm always excited when I meet someone who has an IMDb page. You have an IMDb yes, page. I yes, I do. Yes. And I'm so excited to have like more than one credit out there. Yeah. So yes, I played Alice. She's somebody who deals with an addiction and it's about her uh, relationship with her boyfriend and kind of like the impact of her addiction on that relationship. And so it was like a really challenging role for me. And it was one of my first like real dramatic roles in film as opposed to like on stage. Mm -hmm. So it was a big lesson in like acting big but small because mm -hmm. the camera catches everything. So on stage, you're really acting big so that everybody in the back of the room can hear you and see you. But in order to act big on camera, sometimes that has to be such a small thing right, that's interpreted right. as like, yeah. yeah. So I was really proud of that role. I love that. Can we find that movie anywhere, you think? Uh, yes, it should be available still, I believe, on Amazon. Okay. I can double check and get you more information the on that. It's but... called The Loudest Sound. It came out in 2015. Yeah. It's, uh, it's rated 7.5 stars out of uh, 10 on IMDb. That's solid. That's far above average. Anyway, that's so cool. I'm glad I'm Thanks. glad I learned that about you. Yeah, there's a and so you're the one on the poster, right? You and your love yes. your love interest character and uh, it's about a 20-something couple in Boston as you mentioned, torn apart by lies, addiction and their pasts. I got to see this. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and it's filmed all around Boston. So you can see like the Longwood area. There's some stuff in near Brookline. Like it's nice to be able to like see it and be like, oh, I know where that is. So cool. You guys got five more minutes for me? I, I hope to, to play a little quick round of trivia. Before we do that, I'll take a minute to tell you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Would you like your own podcast? We can produce one for you if my microphone doesn't glide away from me. It happens now and again. But we'll send you a quality USB microphone that you can use right in your home and create your own podcast with our help. You hire us. We do everything from start to finish. The intro music, outro music. We get it distributed to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major platforms. We'll do it all for you. Now's a great time to start it during the pandemic. You get a little downtime. It's a great way to connect with your clients, with your audience, even friends, family. We'll be amazed. You can invite all kinds of important people to be guests on your show. Go to pod617.com to get started. The Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. All right, let's play our trivia game, a little game we call Wicked Smart. My boy's wicked smart. All right. Let's see. Jeff Spratt, you won the coin toss before the game, so you can okay. either accept to receive the first question or you can defer and take the second question. Jonah's going to show me up either way, so I don't know if I want to go first and set the bar really low or have her set it so high that I can never get over. I'm going to have you go first. Okay. See what happens. 
So this is just some current events stuff, and I think you'll get a kick out of it. So recently, in fact, today, as we record this, it's Tuesday, December 1st, and who's in the news but actor Elliot Page announced he is transgender. That's right. Formerly known by a different name, he was the star of Juno and Umbrella Academy. So this actor, Elliot Page, was formerly known by what name, Johanna? Ellen Page. Ellen Page is absolutely right. Yes. Really? Yeah. What do you know? Now that, did you guys know this? Had you heard this? I hadn't yet. Yeah. I, I adore Elliot Page, El- but I was a big fan of Ellen when she was R- Ellen. When she was uh, Ellen, yeah. Ellen. Right. So, Ju- yeah, Juno I is, didn't yeah. know that happened. Juno is one of my favorite movies. I'll, I can rewatch that. Movie. And it, Yeah, it's a great movie. It's funny. It's heartwarming. It's everything it's supposed to be. And as Ellen Page, she was wonderful. I'm sure she'll be wonderful as Elliot Page. It might be the most famous uh, celebrity to announce with apologies to the wonderful actress from Orange is a New Black, whose name I'm forgetting. Anyway, okay, now it's up to you, Jeff. Let's see. The Carnival Corporation, which does those cruises, of course, that are don't seem to be too popular these days for obvious reasons, they recently tra- tried to trademark the term King James in the United States. They quickly dropped that application once this NBA star got involved. Who balked at them trying to trademark the term King James? I would say LeBron. LeBron James is absolutely right. Yes. You're giving me a softball here, Dave. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was kind of an easy one, I guess. He's, he's uh, pulling from the remedial list for me. All right. No, not really. Not really. Let's see, Johanna. This right-wing gabster made the bold admission recently. I don't vet the information on this program that I give out. That's right, on his Monday night program, this Fox News personality made a startling admission to the audience saying that his show, let's see, this show, I am not told what to say. He said, I don't vet the information on the program that I give out. We've always been independent. Follow our own path on the show. In other words, you make shit up. Do you know who that is, Johanna? Well, I would guess it's one of two people. I'm going to go first with Tucker Carlson. My other thought is Sean Hannity. Well, since the, the we're making up the rules here, we're going to give you credit. It is Sean On Hannity. So, it's oh, okay. so, um, so, I was like, uh, I know it's one of the two of yes. them. Yes. Yeah. Really kind of disturbing news, but not surprising from Sean yeah. Hannity. Let's see, Jeff. The mother of Drew Locke came public recently and send shame on the for many for thinking that they can speak of others in damning ways she was writing to the support of her son drew lock who could not play along with a couple of his teammates for the denver broncos on sunday resulting in a weird situation where they had no starting quarterbacks for the game drew lock could not play because of what reason jeff Oh, I don't. I kept reading the story about the backup, who apparently was horrible. He I was. honestly don't know why Drew Lock. I'm going to guess COVID, but I don't know why. He That's a good guess. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. All three, or actually, I heard four actually starting quarterbacks. The first three couldn't, so they lost uh, 37 to three or some such thing. Couple more questions here. Let's see. Leslie Van Hooten is a woman who was just denied parole for the. Fourth time it is a state governor in California has blocked her release. She's spent almost five decades in prison for her role in the killings. Who was in killings? That's a hint. The crimes occurred in the, I don't know, in the 60s, I guess. 
But who was her famous, odious, notorious accomplice, uh, Johanna? So I think the time frame is right, and I'm not positive on this, but I'm going to guess it's related to the Manson killings. Yes, that's absolutely right. Charles Manson is right. Charlie Manson, yeah. Yep. She was recommended for parole in July, but has had her parole recommendation reversed by Gavin Newsom. It's the first time. She spent almost five, five decades in prison for her role in the killings. You know what? It's weird. I think other countries would probably have let her go by now. Five decades. I don't know. Some things are forgivable, right? All right. You have, let's see. We'll do three more questions here. Jeff, you get this one. At this point, experienced travelers know they should never ask for a cup of coffee or tea on an airplane, says this report. I don't know why it says that. I ask for coffee all the time on airplanes when we used to go on airplanes. But anyways, a recent uh, study by Travel and Leisure revealed that flight attendants actually can't stand when passengers order the following soda. What soda do you think, Jeff, that they just don't like serving? Ginger ale. No. Good as guess as any, I guess. It's actually Diet Coke. The reason for their displeasure is it takes too long to pour. And it actually does make sense when you think about it. Diet Coke is probably the most carbonated of all the sodas, I think. Okay. Anyway, let's see. Johanna, in Washington, D.C., people are asking, why does this exist? And what are they referring to? They're referring to an ace hardware shop that doubles as a fast food outlet for what fast food franchise so it's a combination uh, it's if you need a hammer and ace a burger hardware. just stop at the ace hardware slash what fast food franchise oh it's specifically burgers well is that a, is that a hint, a hint. Is it might be a hint in there well, my first guess was going to be like the KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut conglomerate. Mm -hmm. When you said burger, my first thought was like Burger King. It's like mm -hmm. go to an Ace Hardware. Oh, you were homing King. in on it. No. Go more obvious. Jeff, what your guess had been? At first, I was going to say Arby's until you said burger. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. It's got to be Mickey D's. It's McDonald's. Yeah, it's McDonald's. So really? a, golden, a Golden Arches and... Yes, and, uh, <laughs> eight, and, and a hammer. Something, yeah, exactly. Let's see. I only have one more question, and I fear that I've done this. I think you got, yeah, no, that, that's right. You get one more question, right, Jeff? I think, whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. the way this segment will end anyway. So uh, another sports question for you, Jeff. So Bill Belichick has always respected Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. And after the game, which the Patriots defeated Arizona this past Sunday, as we record this, Belichick went over and gave DeAndre Hopkins a handshake and had a quick conversation with him. Patriots fans on Twitter immediately made speculation that what will happen next year? That he will sign with the Patriots. That's I right. He's a free agent. That's right. Uh, who even knows if he's a free agent, but it's crazy Patriots fans. I think um, I'm going to declare this a draw, just like the Tyson-Roy Jones fight. So congratulations both. Yes, yes. And I hope you had fun. <laughs> oh, I don't know. What's, what are scores, really? Just but numbers, Jeff? I don't know. The fact of the matter is I really wasn't keeping score. It actually might have been a draw. I don't know. Go back and listen to the tape, everybody. So I hope you had fun. Johanna, just remind our listeners where they can get in touch with you about all your healing services. Yes, absolutely. So you can visit my website, johannagorton.com, J-O-H-A-N-A-G-O-R-T-O-N.com, or you can find me on Instagram at johannagorton, J-O-H-A-N-A-G-O-R-T-O-N. 
Now everybody can spell it. Now that the, the teddy bear behind me knows how to spell it by now. There's a teddy bear behind me for reasons I won't go into. Uh, Jeff, tell people how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, so probably the best way for us as well is our website, which is Peregrine, P-M-P-E-R-E-G-R-I-N-E-P-M, as in propertymanagement.com. Excellent. Thanks for being good sports, you both. You brightened my pandemic day a little bit, and I hope we did too. To you two listeners, if you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcast or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you like your own podcast, go to pod617.com to get started. On behalf of Johanna and Jeff, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Go get a massage. Why not? Yeah.